1: So this week on Cross Conversations, we chatted to another um, event person. Um, so it's Katie <laughs> um, from T- Trail Dogs UK. And I've been watching Katie on Instagram and things like that. And it's all, always looked a little bit of fun. But it was really interesting to talk to her about her event, which is relatively small compared to some of the others that we've um, been looking at. But what amazing things she does, Michelle. Um just just with the, the events she has and how she does them and her background, which obviously has led into her doing them so well.
0: Yeah, she's Katie's clearly got a lot of experience in hosting um running events and she's come up with just a really lovely series of races um throughout the cannycross season. The canny cross only events take place at a variety of locations across Northumberland. Um, and she, she was also telling us about a new upcoming race details yet to be revealed that sounds very exciting
1: yes so watch this space basically but um yeah michelle and i were just talking before we started recording again that we really ought to go and do it so um put it out there again because i already said that but um yeah i think we should so um yeah do have a listen and start let us know what you're thinking about these events if you're going to go and try some out because actually they're all very different Um, But their main thing, again, is you and the dog having fun. So um, go and have a listen. It's a good one.
0: Welcome to this episode of Canny Cross Conversations. Today, we're joined by Katie Kirkup. She's the owner of Trail Dog Events based in Northumberland. And she's going to tell us all about her events as part of the series that we're doing on events across the UK. Hi, Katie. Thank you for joining us. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for inviting me. Would you like to introduce yourself a little? Just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself first and then about your events.
2: Yeah, so I own Trail Dog Events um, and have been organising Cross events since 2019 um, with a little gap in between, obviously, in the COVID years. Um, this will be the third consecutive year after, after COVID that I've delivered the events. Um, my backgr- My background is... Mass participation events, so I worked at the Great Run Company for seven years, um, organising televised events, um, and when I left to join the fire service, I missed organising events. Uh, at the time, I was running with my old Dalmatian Jasper, um, and there was nothing much in the way of dog-friendly running events in the northeast. and um, yeah, that's how Trail Dog was born. Oh,
0: fantastic. So, so how do you go about setting up an event like that? You know, what, what do you need to do? What where do you uh,
2: start? It was quite an investment to start with in terms of uh money and time, uh, but it was something that I felt massively passionate about, combining um a running event, having something that was was my own and and having the dogs involved as well. Um so yeah, it was a lot of it was a lot of um monetary, personal monetary um investment in it and and time. And now it kind of it always it always takes time to put on the events each year but it's getting easier and easier as as the venues repeat um and yeah it's yeah
1: had, had you done much canny cross racing beforehand then
2: uh when i first started in 2019 i hadn't done any cannycro um events uh, so the event was originally um put on as a running event that was dog friendly and oh. it was, and it was later afterwards that i discovered canny cross and it kind of it moved towards being Canny Cross event, and still now I have a and wave at the end so people can come, they can walk with a dog. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to be doing it, um, Cross style, but they are more Canny Cross events now. When I discovered Canny Cross, then I started going to Canny Cross events to discover, like, what okay, all right, it's, it's turning into a Canicross Cross event, I need to like learn more. Um, now I'm kind of <laughs> fully involved, go to whatever events I can part of the local Geordie Canny Sports Club uh yeah so fully fully immersed in it now
1: <laughs> that's amazing actually we started off on one thing and then got into yeah. the Candy Cross um Candy Cross side of it because it is becoming a lot bigger isn't it I don't know if that's lockdown has helped that mm-hmm. or, or or just I don't know it must be lockdown to a certain extent
2: yeah, it's becoming bigger. I think as people are more aware of like what canny cross is and how actually, it's a lot. It's a lot um, easier to run with your dog in that way. It's it's more comfortable for the dog. It's more comfortable for the human. Um, it's kind of it's it's yeah. It's addictive,
1: isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> 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 the <good> as well. <laughs> yeah, and that's the, that's the main thing, isn't it? Um, so, so you obviously had a bit of a head start with doing your events, though, because you you obviously had a lot of experience from doing the Great Run events. Yeah. So, so Did you sort of um, base it on some of their stuff, or?
2: Well, I, I think um, I think that's what's a bit different about Trail Dog as well is that I'm, I'm massively um, I'm obsessive with details <laughs> and with like I re- what I wanted when I started Trail Dog was to have that big event feel, but on a smaller level. So you come to Trail Dog and you've got, um, you know, like you've got the branded arch, you've got uh, flying banners, you've got everything that you would have at a big event, but on a much smaller scale. But that doesn't make it feel like um, unfriendly because it's got like a really nice warm atmosphere as well. Somehow that I I can't plan that. It has it. And I'm I'm grateful (laughs) that it does. Uh, But yeah, that that's definitely the great run side and experience bring bring that kind of look and feel to the event
1: that's really good isn't it I've done the great um well the great north run I've done is that that's yeah yeah I've done that a couple of times but you're right actually and now I've seen photos of some of your events I've sort of yeah it sort of hits in with your arch and I have seen that so that's 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 really good
2: really yeah a massive on like contacting like people to partner and sponsor the events as well because I think I like I want to give participants like as much as I can obviously there's only a certain amount of things that you can give a participant and still you know it makes sense to have the event without without paying people to come um and that's yeah that's why I'm like massively keen on on making partnerships with with other companies to 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 give that kind of experience.
1: Uh, That's good oh you have to make it bigger not just up north. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So so, so tell
0: us about your event then so where where is it and how many days is it over what what events can people expect as part of the series?
2: Well, there's, it's the full series, so we start off in September, and we've got um, an obstacle course. So it's a five k called the ultimate, um, that is held at a private venue, which is quite nice because it can be it can be set up the day before. Um, and everyone's favorite obstacle is the last one, which is a paddle board on a pulley system. So getting your dog onto the paddleboard with you without having to, um, to uh, paddle, just pulling yourself along on the uh, pulley system. So that's like the kind of the season starter, um, just one day. And then in October, um, I've got an event called Lap Dog. So it's a lap event where you can do it as an individual, as many laps as you want up to marathon distance, or as a relay team or a team of four, where you do your lap, the next person does their lap, the next person does their lap, so you have a gap in between with an aid station. Um, that was meant to be held in March last year, but the weather was terrible and it totally waterlogged the venue that it was at, um, which wouldn't be very fun for running laps over and over again mm-hmm. in the same place. <laughs> <laughs> this year it's in October and it's at Drearidge Bay, so there'll be a mix of beach, there'll be a mix of country parks, so it should be quite nice to have as a, as a lap event. And then going into November is the start of uh, the main series events. So this year it's called The Collective. Mm-hmm. And it's a series of five events. Uh, the first is at Raby Castle, which is Darlington Way, um, on Remembrance Sunday. So it's 11K or 5K, and there's a family run. Um, and then December, Jewish Bay Christmas run. January, Kielder Waterside. February, Wallington, which is a new venue. Uh, for me this season which is really really nice I can't emphasize how lovely that venue is (laughs) that's just one distance five mile nice and simple and then um, in March we're going back to Jewish Bay to do a night run so that series of five is um, called the collective and uh, you can kind of you can enter it as a as a full series and you get an event free so you're paying for four instead of five and there's going to be points within that series as well so they're all sorry
1: no, no, I was just going to say, because you sort of say you pay for, do you pay for the, you can pay for the whole event up front, so you get your space for each event?
2: Yeah, so you can buy all five events uh, straight away, so you can plan your Canning Cross season, I guess, if you're in the northeast, you can you can have that one event a month from November to March, and your Canning Cross season is, is kind of, you know, well, as a start to it, isn't there, in terms yeah. Of, yeah. to aim for and work towards?
1: That's really, that's really good because a lot of events you have to sort of either get up early to to, to enter yeah. <laughs> it's so popular now, or yeah. you can only enter one at a time. But actually, when you're planned out like that, I quite like that idea.
2: Yeah, it's the first season I've done that and been able to do that with the planning. Um, so, yeah, it, it's worked quite well. I think people are quite quite keen on that.
1: And that's a really, it's a really good idea. I like that. So I love oh, sorry, Louise. You no, know. I just sorry. I was just loving when you were listing all the ones in the series. I just love that because they're all different. That's exactly <laughs> what I was just
0: going to exactly. say. Variety, yeah. Tell us about the courses. Tell us about your favourite one and oh, about your new one in Wellington. Uh,
2: wonderful. So uh, the courses. Um, so Durrud Bay. Any Durrud Bay course is a mixture of country park and beach as well. So. Um, that's really nice actually the I did the Christmas run there last year instead of no sorry the Remembrance run there last year which is kind of the same distance as the Christmas run will be and it was really popular with the course being a complete mix like it, it's you get like a little bit of everything a bit of country park a bit of beach a bit of woods it's it's really nice um variety uh Rabie Castle is it's actually a deer park Raby Yeah. <laughs> you get some nice deer zoomies.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, I never like.
2: <laughs> so you run through the deer park, but then there's also a really nice woodland section which is close to the public normally. Um, but uh yeah, that's that's mainly what it is. It's that I would say drewridge Bay is the flattest run that trail dog organizes. Um Raby Castle is kind of it's okay. And then you go into kielder which is um the course and the route is beautiful it's well-maintained tracks because it's the cycle path and the the footpath um kind of like fire roads I guess um mm-hmm. but that's that's undulating but it's 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 lovely because once you get up you're going down you're going up you're going down it's not like it's not one long slog it's it's really really nice uh Wallington is it's actually mainly on a purpose-built bike trail it's a kid's bike trail so again, well maintained, undulating, but yeah, it, it's 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 a really attractive course, and the finish is probably going to be the best finish of the series because when we first when I first had a meeting with Wallington, it's a national trust site, and she said, "Oh, I'd like it to start and finish outside," and I was thinking, "Right, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll say that for now." Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's still going to start on the outskirts, but we're allowed now to finish within the courtyard right under the clock tower so it's going to be a really nice really nice finish
1: location and, and do you, sorry we should have asked this ages ago did you do you just do canny cross or are you open to other canny sports just canny cross at the moment
2: i, I don't I, I feel i i would like to possibly do something else in the future but i wouldn't feel confident enough myself to do that so it would be inviting somebody else on board to help me with that and at the moment I, I'm happy to just stick to Canicross cross and what
1: I know. <laughs> I think it's quite nice just going to canny cross because the, the um the trails are usually just a little bit different from when you've got all sports doing it. That's selfishly because I just canny cross, but um yeah.
2: I think it's difficult as well with a venue when you've got venues that are kind of you know like wallington and like Ray castle places where it's not going to be busy with other people but it's likely that there might be general public there i think it's difficult with introducing bikes into that as well it really has to be an entirely private venue which is difficult to find up here
1: so so what sort of starts do you do are they they mass are they single starts and
2: they're individual and they're based on estimated running time that you give on um, on your entry form. Uh, I do allow, so everybody kind of presents themselves individually to the start, obviously. Uh, it's normally a 20-second gap between each runner, but it kind of depends on the venue with the, the narrowness of the tracks. Um, but also, I do allow people to run in pairs. So if they do want to run together, they just come to the start line together, they get set off together. Um, which which a lot of people actually do and it's something as well that, that people have commented on at events that at a normal canny cross event when you're in individual starts you might overtake someone at some point or you might not you might not see anybody else on your travels um but with trail dog I don't know people people seem to if they catch up with someone on the course they'll stay with them for a little while they'll have a chat it's a it's like it's as competitive as you want to as you want to make it.
1: It is you'd like that then uh, Michelle.
2: That sounds like
0: my kind of event.
2: Yes. <laughs> I, I like the idea of that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so is it is it
0: beginner
2: friendly then? Do you get a lot
0: of first-time canny cross races? Yes. Yeah,
2: absolutely beginner friendly. Um I got loads of messages from people saying, Oh, I want to sign up for the event, but I'm not sure. Uh, If they're in the Northeast, I normally direct them to Geordie Canny Sports or another club within the area. As a starting point, if you want to get involved in Canny Cross, the best thing to do is probably to to approach a local club, join the Facebook page, have a look, go to an intro session. Um, If they can't make an intro session, then I do have kit as well at the event. So nonstop kindly give me a selection of line harnesses and free motion harnesses. So when people come to the event, even if they have kit, they can hire out the kit to use at the event to come back and then like I'll write down what they've, what they've used because it is, I guess it, well, it is so difficult to get the right harness for your dog and to know what to buy when you're starting up. And also I guess some people just can't afford it straight away to buy all that kit is an expensive investment, although it's an investment that you make and then you don't really need to make again if you get it right the first time. Um, Yeah. So yeah, entirely beginner friendly, as mentioned as well, I have the kids the kids event as well at all of the collective runs, um, which I don't tend to have many kids turn up for them, but it's better. To, I think it's better to have it than not have it as an offering. Yeah. But do yeah. you have a tell country? us a little
0: bit about that. What ages yeah. do you accept on the kids' race? What's the distance?
2: Um, it's normally about a mile. It depends on the venue, but I normally try to make it between um, a mile and a mile and a half, but it's it's normally a mile. Um, and it's for any age to be honest they're set off individually as well so it's kind of I guess up to 14 when they can then move on to to 5k but I've had like babies and prams before <laughs> 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 just like you know like partners of people that are taking part well I'll just do this and we'll just push the boogie around and they get a medal oh <laughs> that's so,
1: so nice so, so yeah. does, does everyone get a medal for every uh, race?
2: Yeah, so, um, yeah, it's a very nice one. <laughs> so they're, they're all um, hand-painted, actually, like wooden hand-painted. So I design them all, and I try to make them a theme for each event. So I have, like, a snow globe at Christmas, or um, I've had a Valentine's one before where it's, like, two hearts, like a necklace, that like oh. one for the dog and one for you. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> so I design them, and then a very talented lady called Megan paints them all. I don't know how she does it, but she does. Um, and the ribbons are all um made from recycled t-shirt yarn as well, so they're they're kind of quite nice, and there's a story behind them.
1: <laughs> no, that that's that's really good. So sorry, i are there any of the races two days, or are they just all one day ones?
2: No, they're all one day, but there might be a two day one coming at the end of March, but i've had I've got all the permissions for it in the lake district. All the permissions for it in terms of the route. I just need to start and finish. and um <laughs>
1: negotiating at the moment (laughs) so hopefully that'll be a two-day event and with that would that be campaign and everything
2: yeah so it's it wouldn't be like a typical two-day event as in like a Cross midlands type thing it would be more um like a two-stage event so it would be fully supported where you start off at one location and you make it to another location where your tent or whatever else is transported for you so it's like (laughs) your next you get to your next camp and then you set up and then you set off the next day, and then your stuff is transported again to your start, your original start point. So you make it like a full circle back to your start point at the at the end of the second day.
1: And how long is so that gonna
2: be? Uh I think it's about it would probably be about half marathon each day. But in a in a location where it wouldn't be a race, it would just be on a journey. <laughs> this sounds
0: amazing. I really want to
1: know more now. <laughs> <laughs> and that's quite interesting actually because yeah. there's um there's ultra marathons and stuff mm-hmm. now volcanic well, ultras and things like that so it's you're sort of taking it up a little further aren't you taking it up a stage but and so do people have to camp so for example I have a camper van so if I had a partner with me they could drive it to the next place and stuff like that so it's
2: exactly yeah yeah
1: there's, there's a possibility to do that because most of the dog people have camp, camper vans don't they if I'm, if we're honest
2: yeah so it would be a case if you had a camper van you would need another person to be there to kind of transport it over to the next location
1: I like that that sounds like a real adventure it sounds
2: really unique doesn't it yeah I really like
1: the sound of that you'll have to
0: let us know more once you've got everything confirmed
1: yes hopefully hopefully soon (laughs) well by the time this goes out it'll hopefully be confirmed
2: yes and you can edit it
1: in (laughs) (laughs) Let's just have you say it, it screen <laughs> doing this. <It's> like, <laughs> I'm really excited about that. And that you see something like that would be worth coming up to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it would do, wouldn't it? And I assume the terrain would be very um rugged.
2: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> not too it's not too rugged because it is an official pathway. But yeah. at, we, I did um walk it with the dogs a few months ago. Um and in one day, and it was it was it was nice yeah.
1: so would you so that would still be open to the public kind of thing?
2: it would, yeah,
1: so they just need to warn people that that's what's there's a race going on, basically with dogs that could be quite fast at times,
2: yeah, although I envisage probably not very fast on that terrain. <laughs> <laughs> It's at the end of March as well, so I'm hoping that it's not it's not Easter weekend. I think it's the week yeah. before Easter, so I don't think – I think that was about the time that we went, actually, and it, it wasn't very busy. Yeah, not too busy. Yeah. So how how many runners do you generally get at your events then? Um, actually, I've just done cap- a calculation earlier today for someone else, um, and on average last year there was about 75 per event. Um, I capped the entries at 100 per event anyway, um, just – just for like manageability, really, for for
1: me and having dogs all in yeah. one place. Uh, that's that's pretty pretty decent, though, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It and is. that's the, so we haven't asked this of anyone else, and we should have done. But what what is the what do you charge to enter?
2: Um, this season, each each event's twenty eight pound.
1: Yeah, it's really reasonable, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, and then as I said, you get the discount. So, got the
1: one free if you do the. Yeah. So it's okay, like
2: essentially 20% off when you buy all five, which is is one free. No, right,
1: So that's really that's really clever.
2: Yeah, I mean that's really good value if people are getting a medal for them. D-
0: d- does the dog always get a medal? I know you mentioned the one for Valentine's.
1: No,
2: that's
0: so it. A medal for the they, human normally.
2: Yeah. So they get a medal for the human, they get dog treats, they get a uh-huh. human treat, and then uh they get the, f- the photos that they get taken as well are all free to download afterwards. Oh, wow. Um, oh, fantastic. So really good value then. Yeah, and then yeah. this year as well, everyone is going to get um, an Erdinger Alcohol Fry isotonic recovery drink. I have to call it an isotonic recovery drink. It is not a beer. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> They're actually really nice. <laughs> <laughs> Katie's been sampling them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, you know, you've got to, haven't you? You've got to make yeah. sure that you're, uh, you're giving people what you would have yourself.
1: <laughs> exactly so you have um i i the uh weather is changing isn't it do you have um uh, regulations or rules where for the dogs because because we we raced at easter on east um so easter weekend yeah i raced and it was really hot i mean then they they reduced the distance and things like that do you have someone there who's a vet or do you um do you have sort of rules that you use
2: We've never had that issue because of the the dates that we do it. So, like, obviously the earliest event is September, but that's the obstacle course, which I think um, nobody nobody takes seriously. You know, you could walk it if you wanted. That would kind of be my fallback if it was warm, would be encouraging people to to walk the event. Yeah. Um, there's there's mud and water <laughs> within that. But by the 29th of October to March, I've, I've never had that issue where I thought, ooh, hang on, <laughs> it's going to be a little bit warm. Um, I used to do an event in April and I think that was Raby Castle the last time I did Raby Castle. Uh, and I kind of, I've, that's why I've brought them all into yeah. between October and, and March to avoid that that decision. Um, I think for me, if it, it would, it would always be a case of, um, if it was too hot or too humid, it would be cancellation, like and rearrange for a later date. Or encouraging people to run without the dogs, but that's not that's not what trail dog is. Um, so, but as, as I say, I've, I've never had to make that decision. Thankfully.
1: Yeah. No, you're lucky. You, uh, yeah, because even down here, September is really hot for some of them. But as you say, your your uh, you, your obstacle course sounds quite interesting as well. I'm not sure Pickle would do that, but I can't imagine Poppy ever getting voluntary on a paddleboard. Actually. Oh, pick will do the paddle board, it'll be all the other things. Well, I don't know. She's doing agility now, so maybe she would. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. So we talked, we touched briefly on um, uh, the climate and environment. What, and you sort of said uh, about things that you were doing with the medals and stuff, because some people go, oh, don't want a medal, isn't it? You know, there's that sort yeah. of thing. Is there anything else that Trail Dog is doing to sort of think about the environment and climate at the moment?
2: Yeah, so it's always been like massively high on my list of, of kind of requirements for the events that it is. it has the least impact on the environment. Um, it uses as little single-use plastic as possible. So even from 2019, when I first started, I've never used a single plastic bottle for water. Um, it's been cans and it's been from local sources as well. So Northumbria water, canned water. Um, this year... I'm entirely getting rid of the uh, canned water as well. And we're going to have a water bowser with biodegradable cups, um, paper cups. Uh, We don't use any cable ties that aren't reusable. So every single cable tie that goes onto a sign comes back off and goes back into a bag to be used for the next event. Um, Yeah. And as I touched on before about the wooden medals, yeah. uh, yeah, she I, I can't remember what it's called, the wood when it's when it's like, is it FSC certified? Like the wood that she uses is is that. <laughs> um and the as I mentioned before, the ribbons, the ribbons aren't printed and made. They're they're kind of they're made from recycled t-shirt yarn. Um I guess like nobody's perfect in terms of fence no. and uh yeah, Trill Dog kind of does does what it can, but like it's it's massively important for me to have. Like as little impact and as I say I've always kind of had that in mind of what what I can do what I can do more.
0: Yeah and I guess with some of your events being on National Trust Properties as well that is you know utmost in your mind as well isn't it to you know leave it as you find it um, and yeah. so important. Mm-hmm.
1: Have you I, found, that, sorry I mean this just goes back because you talk about National Trust which it's really hard to do things on National Trust You normally, um, have you found that people have been and your private venues fairly open because even though you're going to bring a load of dogs into a venue, are they okay about that, or they really stipulate what they you can and can't do?
2: Um, there's a lot of venues that I've contacted that I haven't got events at. <laughs> 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 um
1: but, that says it all. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but like venues like wallington and also kielder kielder are massively um picky about who they have on the land about who has events yeah and i think it's just about creating that relationship about having those meetings and like reassuring so the first question that i get from every single venue is what do you do about the poo do they pick up the poo where do they leave the poo so everyone gets a um like a briefing document emailed out pre-event and Everyone knows because I repeat it over and over again. If your dog poos, pick it up, put it next to a kilometre or a mile marker. And unfortunately, that's normally my dad's job to go and. there. <laughs> <laughs> when he collects, bless him, every single event, he walks behind the last runner or walker and collects all the signs
1: and the poo bags. <laughs> I, I loved one at a Marshall. <laughs> oh, i did ask i did ask i did ask i said can you have this because i saw them all saw them. and he went to come and get it from me but the angle, the pickle had already gone around the corner so i just lobbed it at him oh, no. <laughs> it, was, it was fine it was absolutely fine it wasn't going to break a bag or anything <laughs> i did feel a tiny guilt bit of guilt <laughs> when you canny crossing you canny crossing aren't you <laughs>
2: you can't have a, you can't be having a poo bag slapping against your thigh can you
1: no, no not at all <laughs> no I hate it and I'm not very good I won't, I've got dicky bags when I'm walking but I can't be that no yeah. one of the reasons I changed her onto the food she's onto because she doesn't poo as is much nicer poo yeah. so we got poo in Michelle anyway we, yeah
0: every episode yes
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're doing it now we're doing it. <laughs> have you got anything else Michelle I know we got the last um is there anything else you want to ask uh, Katie um,
0: yeah I don't I'm, I'm going to ask the question that I always ask because I have a very reactive dog uh, yes. <laughs> um, do you have many dogs running that are in fact there's one barking there that are <laughs> reactive and you know how do you handle them at your events if people are, are worried if they're coming for the first time with a reactive mm-hmm. dog what would you um,
2: We've I've had again a few messages and emails about uh, bringing reactive dogs, and it's never it's never been an issue because of the individual starts as sort of, well, and based on estimated running time, that kind of minimises the need for overtaking, which helps. Um, and also, I mentioned before about the briefing document that gets sent out pre-event. It's like massively important and massively highlighted that to people that they need to give each other space. That yeah. not all dogs like other dogs or other people just give each other space and thankfully like there's never there's never been any issues yet any kind of res- any uh, um requests that I get over email I always try and accommodate them as well when people like ask about bringing their reactive dog if there's if there's something that that they know will help their dog whether it's right i need to get to the start at 10:15 and i need to leave straight away because otherwise they get too stressed that's fine like i'll just say right okay come over make eye contact nip you in off you go so yeah saying, But never had an issue and always willing to accommodate.
1: And actually, as we all know, canny crossing for reactive dogs can be a really, really good thing. So, um, yeah, Yeah. that's brilliant. That's brilliant. So in a few words, why should people come to your event? Why should we make the journey up north? (laughs) (laughs) And what makes it special? (laughs)
2: Um. People should make the journey up north, and experience trail dog events, um, so you can experience the special atmosphere firsthand. Um, I, there is a real focus on the experience of just being out with you and your dog on a shared journey, as opposed to being overly competitive or anything else. It's just, it's all about you and your dog. And also, <laughs> Where else could you do a Christmas candy cross run where you run through a candy cane forest?
1: <laughs> oh well, yes, exactly. I saw pictures of that last year. No, so and I love. I just love the fact that you do different runs for different. You know, you've got a theme for your runs, so that sounds. Uh, but I'm, I, I think Michelle and I we ought to make a. Um, yeah march maybe we ought to go i
0: think we should go and pay one of your events a visit
1: yeah yeah i think we should in fact we should do that but i'm putting this out there now because this is live still yeah Uh, shell and i ought to do a few and um yeah do some live uh podcasts from there there we go we'll be up you can can hear just
0: how loud
2: poppy barks (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome at any (laughs) events
1: Uh, well, Yes, yeah, so I'm sure Kate Kate will get me up there somehow. So um, yeah, brilliant. Well, thank you so much, Katie, for your time and telling us about your wonderful event. It sounds amazing. And like you put so much into it. So um, well done. And thank you. And we hope you get a few more uh, participants now. So from
0: Just before you go, please tell us where on social media and our, uh, our listeners can find you and your website details as well.
2: Yeah, so the website's traildogevents.co.uk and uh, the handle for Instagram, Facebook and YouTube is traildoguk.
1: Brilliant, and we'll put all that in the show notes below. So thank you once again. You <laughs> <laughs> I you enjoyed the episode. We'll see you on the next one. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends.
0: And if you get a moment, please leave us a review. We'll see you next time on Canny Cross Conversations. Thank you to our sponsor, Get Stronger, Run Faster 5K. Find out more about the course at the link in the show notes. It's great for Canny Crossers and runners to improve their 5K time and
1: keep up with the dogs. And it will really help you to enjoy running more and avoid injury.